0: Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Today, we're
1: talking about digital ads. Hey, this is a Christmas come early twice. I
0: know. Me. I know. Well, you know, we, we <laughs> teased this uh, on another episode. We had a guest.
1: We're like, we got to bring you back and talk about this. Yeah, one of our favorites, Russ. He's back. Mike Skloot from KTVU the uh, leader here in the Bay Area television, and Mike's in charge of uh, all the digital uh, marketing for KTVU
2: and a lot of Fox properties, right, Mike? That's right. And Well, I guess I didn't embarrass myself the first time, so I I appreciate you guys bringing me back.
1: Yeah, we're going to bring you back. (laughs) We're going to try really hard to embarrass you this time. (laughs) That's how we roll. We, we did tease last time that there's a lot more that we want to discuss with you about online marketing, online advertising. I, last time, we did a fantastic dive into the whole TV, uh, online digital TV advertising. But there's so much more we need to dive into, and we were really excited to have you back. So uh, I think the, you know, the big one out there is you know, Google Ads, right? Yeah. SDM. And you know why people should do it, why people shouldn't do it. I, I'm just curious. What's your opinion on it? And you know, when do you advise? When do you not advise somebody to do some SEM marketing with Google?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I was kidding about you guys inviting me back because I don't want to be a one-trick pony, right? Because we talked a lot about video <laughs> last time, and I don't want to, I don't want to just shove video because video is not for everybody, right? And and to answer your question as as point blank as possible, Greg, every business should be doing Google ads. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that to me is an absolute no-brainer. Um, just think about our, our, the three of us as consumers, right? Um, even if I do see a commercial on television or I stream it on an OTT platform or I hear it on the radio or I see it in the newspaper, guess what we're going to do? We're always going to go to Google, right? A- and see where it ranks, see who else is up there among their competition, Um, And I say that knowing that there's a secret sauce to being successful at it, right? And to buying those keywords. And it is a competition to get, you know, to buy those words because every word costs money. Um, So I'm rambling now, but yeah, to to answer your question, without a doubt, I think it is the number one thing that a company should focus on and be good at and really hire somebody that is Google AdWords certified. Because... There's no greater gift than being at the top of that Google search mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're a company.
0: You know, having somebody that knows what they're talking about. Let me tell you a story, Mike. So I was a beta tester of, of, of Google Ads. When it, you know, back when it was Google AdWords, 2001. And I, I was working from home at the time. And <laughs> I had a neighbor across the street that worked from home as well. So we would go out to lunch sometimes. So I decided, oh, cool. I got accepted into this Google Ads thing. This thing is going to work out great. And I go on. I spend money. And I go to lunch. And I come back. It was the most expensive lunch ever because my entire budget was gone because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> like I spent like $300 yeah. in an hour. And um, actually, you know what? That was – now that I'm thinking about it, that was the Yahoo days. That was a, the Yahoo thing that I did that on. Uh, I, I had sure. a little better success on Google Ads. But yeah, it, it's it's like – if you don't know what you're doing, you can really mess up, and you can mess up big time. Because if you don't set the budgets right, you're yes. basically
1: sending unlimited money to Google, and they'll take it <laughs> for sure. sure. They will. It's like a science, right? Is it? It's truly a science trying to understand like how to get the right people to respond to the right keywords. To- yeah. <laughs> it's well, it's all. it's part and then- science and part puzzle.
0: You know, it's like you're trying to figure out which pieces really go together because you've got your ads, you've got your keywords, you've got your landing page, you've got your audience, you've got like time of day. There's so many different elements Mm -hmm. that you've got to piece together just perfectly. And here's the thing. I mean, it's like I I, I saw something that like 96% of brands are are advertising on Google ads. (laughs) That's nuts. Right. And the thing is, they know what they're doing. So if you're competing against people that know what they're doing, I would. Here's the analogy I would use, and I don't know if this is a good one or not, but it's like me trying to go play for the Giants. Like I'm going to actually take a couple of pitches from you know the the Dodgers or whatever. Like that is not going to (laughs) work. I'm not going to be able to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball coming at me. That's what this is like with with Google Ads. You're competing against the best of the best in many cases, and yeah. and that that can get difficult. So I think your advice of hiring somebody uh, that knows what they're talking about is great.
2: Yeah, because you know it's it's not only just the words, right? Because you're you're bidding against your competitors for the words, but you want to set like you were saying, Russ, like you have a daily budget that you don't want to go over, and you also don't want that budget to be taken away in the first 15 minutes of your live, right? So you have to make sure that you know the hours that work for you. You have to kind of set and know what you're what you're willing to pay for a certain word. Um, and it is so much more complicated than I think the average person knows, right? I c- I couldn't do it. You know, I I wouldn't I would say, "Yeah, go find a digital shop to do it because that's how mm-hmm. that's how much of a specialist specialist it is, right? I'll use another analogy, right? So you're talking about going to see a, a, a doctor, right? You don't go see a, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you don't go see an eye surgeon for a sprained ankle, right? So you need a Google AdWords specialist, and I think, and I want to know who those four percent are that aren't doing. It. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if it's not a hundred percent, then I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, I'm not even in that space, but uh, in terms of selling AdWords, I, I mean, I did at one time, but I, I relied on another company to help me, and I learned a lot about why you know why words like personal injury and car accident and plumbing are more expensive during certain times of the day than other words right so that's what you're getting that, you know, that's the kind of like a plus mm-hmm. plus educated folks you're kind of that's the pool you're playing in right and it's a very sophisticated pool but I, i'm a big fan i'm a believer in it i use it as a consumer um so it's it's it would be my number one go-to uh, if i owned it you know,
0: so we had it set up at one point um, <laughs> where, because, you know, we'll, ha- we'll represent some companies that are, you know, like tow trucks, auto body, things like that. So I had it tied into an API that had the weather. And on particularly rainy days, I would boost auto repair, uh, auto body, mm-hmm. tire, like uh, tire repair, um, and then the tow trucks. And guess what? They did great. And the thing was, mm-hmm. like, I was the only one knowing that I need to boost it on these particular days. So I was saving money on the on the sunny days and spending money on, yeah. <laughs> on the rainy days. And like, it's little moves like that that people, I think, don't think about. And and so somebody that was spending, you know, perhaps um, more than me on a regular monthly basis, I was beating them because I was targeting that spend on just those particular days. Yeah.
2: So here's a question for you guys, and Greg, maybe this is for you, right? So we know that when we search for something, the top four or five are are companies that are paying to be at the top. So knowing that, do you purposely scroll past that and get to the companies (laughs) that are high in the SEO, right, that are organically higher because you know that they're not in that bidding space, right? And then again, that's another, I always kind of, I'm always fascinated by whether, someone like my wife will just click on the first thing that comes up when she types in mattresses, right? Or if she actually realizes, okay, those people are paying for that space at the top. So I'm actually going to go to the bottom and not click on an ad that says ad, right? Click on somebody that's kind of organically enhanced their website to kind of creep to the top of the organic search, right? The SEO portion of it. What what do you do as a as a consumer? Do you go do you scroll past the ads? The Google ads?
1: Yeah, because I kind of understand how the game's played. Yeah. I tend to really value organic ranking Mm -hmm. for my own personal use. I know that if if a company wants to spend enough money, they're going to go to the top of the ads area. That doesn't mean they're necessarily good or bad or whatever. It just means that they have enough money to spend on their budget. I tend to feel... And I'm curious how you guys feel about it, but I tend to feel the companies that do well organically, I weight it better. I weight it more. I, th- I give it more value of the quality of that company because th- they're doing something right where consumers are, you know, well, with the algorithms are lifting them organically, but it's because of a lot of it's because of consumer usage. And, you know, Google, if, if that's the search engine you're using, is seeing all the different you know, spiders that they send out is saying, hey, this is a good company. They should be at the top of the organic rankings for whatever reasons. So I tend to value those more. The other thing about the the ads, though, is those ads are so smart because they know I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, yeah, we don't want to, you know, blow the budget in 15 minutes. Yeah, we don't want to blow the budget in 15 minutes. But if in 15 minutes they got me enough customers to justify what I set down for the budget. Does it really matter if it came in 15 minutes or 15 hours? So it's all about reaching the right customer over, you know, whatever time you want to set for that budget. So, but to answer your question, Mike, I value organic. What about, what about you guys?
0: You know, what's funny is I actually enjoy clicking on the ads. Like I, I read all the ads and I, I will sometimes I weight them evenly. Now, here's the thing, though, and this is, I think, just me being a nice guy. If I like the company, if it's a company that I've done business with or whatever, I won't click on their ad. I'll go down to the organic and click it just because I want to
1: save them money. <laughs> I, I, do the, I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Yeah. if I like the company, I'll, I will pick the organic uh, site before I'll go to the ad. Nice.
2: I, I'm with you, Greg, and it may, I think we're in the minority, though, because, again, we're far from experts, but we understand how the game is played to a certain extent. So I will 99% of the time scroll past those top five that are buying the SEM uh, because I know that they're there for that exact reason. At that moment that I'm searching mattress or whatever word it is Toyota, they've shot to the top, and I tend to get scroll past those guys. and And I value organic a lot, right? Because uh, it has a lot to do with the website or the reviews or what you know. All again, the hundred things that go into boosting your organic search right that seo so I, I i fall in line with you greg in that in that regard so since you and i both
1: kind of value a little bit more organic you know what are some of the ways that our listeners can really build or their organic rankings so they are finding be, being found on their first page of search for as many searches as possible because if there are people like you and i Mike. like um, and, and I think rest does fall into this boat as well that we, <laughs> we do value organic <laughs> yeah. um, oh, yeah. you know we, we need to give advice to some of our listeners here and like what should they do to their site to help them with that
2: yeah and I, I hate to keep saying you need to hire an expert but um, <laughs> I mean it's kind of it's kind of true unfortunately right but I think th- to gain traction in SEO um, you really have to manage your site consistently right you need to constantly be updating it with blogs or videos or pictures or Yelp or you know positive reviews so I think Google really um, looks in terms of where SEM is about buying the words at that moment organic or SEO is really about um, making your website as daily uh, updated as daily and as relevant as possible right and I know again, uh, I say this all the time: easier said than done. But you constantly have to be kind of feeding and updating that website with relevant information.
1: Yeah, I think it's the currency too, right? It's not not money wise, but how current can you keep yes. your website? How mm-hmm. often are you updating? And and I think you know, there's there's some type of formula to figure out that you know if you're putting new stuff up there daily, you'll perform better than if you're only putting stuff up there monthly. Yeah, and you're definitely performing better than if you only touch your website. Once a year. Right. So, um, you know, keeping keeping the activity going on your site with something relevant, I think is very helpful. And then having relevant links to other sites that have value, have a high score. There's a bunch of different scoring systems to sites. Um, So, you know, there are some key ways that we would advise uh, businesses to, you know, some moves to do on their website
0: to help them with their SEO. Yeah. Well, links coming in, going out, like that's, that's of course, like that could be a whole show. Um, just talking about trying to figure out how to get links to your website or, but you know, it's really, it's like the simple stuff. It's like tell people about your site, right? Like share it on social whenever you can and share it, like share something that you would want to share if you were on the consumer side. it's the same thing with the content on your website. Like, you know, that's, one of the spots where yes, hire an expert for many of these things but I think with content on a website, I think have a lot of input on it as the owner because just because you hired a you know SEO company, Let's say in, you know, in Florida and you're in, you know, Boise, right? The, the, the company in Florida doesn't know anything about Boise. They don't know what people are searching about Boise. I picked a bad one because I don't know anything about Boise either. So I would be a bad SEO person for Boise right now. But I don't also know anything about, let's say, you know, whatever. You mentioned uh, HVAC. Okay, so how do we do effective SEO for that? The owner knows their stuff. They're experts in their field if they can contribute just bullet points or audio interviews that a company can actually turn into you know optimized content for their site i think that is where i think the owner should always play a role because you know the keywords you know what's profitable for your company you know like I, the 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 company in florida doesn't know where your profits are they're not analyzing your business in that way but you know you know that it's more profitable to replace a whole unit than to go replace a filter or you know whatever it is. Like that's where I think the the owner needs to make sure that they're stepping in. And of course, pick a reputable company. Like look at the reviews, the ratings. And I always say the best way to pick an SEO company, and you guys can jump in on this if you think this is a good idea or not. But what I have done in researching SEO companies is I look into another market that's doing a similar business as that I'm doing and I see who's ranking first and then I go see who that company, who who they're using for their SEO services and they go to another market, eventually you're going to find a company that's actually ranking in a couple of different cities. Well, that's your company that you want to use because they actually know your type of business and they can really help you to optimize that content that you're helping to create.
1: I think that's pretty smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never thought of that. I, I would agree. Because you do find a lot of um, SEO specialists as well as web builders that really focus on specific verticals. Exactly. If you can find one of those people that really understand your vertical, that obviously is an advantage. Now, what I would make sure of before I hire them is are they also representing my competitors in my market? Right.
2: (laughs)
0: Right,
1: because then th- that gets a little, that gets a little weird, mm-hmm. so as long as they're not representing one of my competitors, but they bring that expertise into uh, my market, absolutely, that's a smart move.
2: yeah, and you know it's so funny that uh, you mentioned HVAC, and we just had a, uh, I had a call about a month ago with an agency in Wisconsin. And all they do is HVAC mm. and they do the video, they do the website, they do the SEO, they do the SEM, they do the email. That's all they do. They're experts in HVAC. And to Greg's point, they also don't have two companies in the same geographic area.
0: Yeah, that's good. Right?
2: So they have they an have HVAC in San Jose and they're based in Wisconsin, right? But they only have one in San Jose. They have one in Sacramento. They have one in Los Angeles. So they're just trying to have one in every market. And that's, that is all they do is HVAC. They have a secret formula for the 15 second and 30 second commercial. They know all the words to use. They know all the content to add to the website. Um, so you're right. So to, to, you know, bringing it all together, that's, that's a good way to go about it is find a company like that for your vertical, whatever that vertical.
0: And, you know, the other thing to, to do, though, is is to make sure that it's not going to be just a, a duplicate of the other website. You know, it's actually is going to yeah. be unique content for you. It's going to be your own video. It's not going to be, you know, the same content in each different market. So obviously do your research on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I like I like those types of companies. I've dealt with um, uh, a company that does uh, storage Uh, just, you know, public storage facilities. Like they do that and they go from each market to each market. And they're, they're, they're amazing. Like they do a great job. I think they're out of Arizona and it's like they've figured out that secret sauce and they can really apply it and do very unique content and still get those companies to rank in the various uh, regions that they uh, go into.
1: Yeah. And I think when they can create content that is relevant in your area that's also, um, you know, as you're talking about having unique content, they shouldn't be just doing the same articles wherever in every city across the country. When I'm in Boise and I'm an HVAC company, have something about the Boise area in my, in my content.
0: All right. We have talked, see, I, th- th- this is the thing, you know, we said it right at the beginning. This is like, uh, you know, Christmas for me. We've only talked about two of the things on my ah. list here.
1: <laughs> SEM, SEO. we well, only opened up half your gifts. Yeah, so you got, you got exactly. you get another half to go. We have
0: more gifts to uh, open up and we'll do that right after this. You know, a great way to promote your business is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to a podcast and we're telling you to make a podcast, huh? cool as that yeah well okay where do we do it we do it on anchor and why well because they do all the work for you they distribute the podcast you can edit your podcast right on your phone or within your computer Uh, everything you need for a podcast is right there in one place just go and download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and welcome back to diy for business it's russ and greg and mike with you. Mike Skloot from KTVU is joining us today and we're talking digital ads. Okay. One of my favorite topics, right? We've already, we were going deep and I'm, I'm pulling myself back away from SEO. I, I've got like, I wrote down like 20 things that we could talk about, but we'll hold that off for another show. Let's
1: move away from the exactly, line. From exactly. Exactly.
0: Let's, let's jump into like <laughs> remarketing. Cause I think like that is one of the coolest things out there. I think Mike, for people that don't understand remarketing, can you explain that?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll do my best, and you know I think, and again I don't want to go backwards, right? But we talk a lot about we talked a lot in the last segment about SEM, right? Pa- you know the the pay per click, right? And it's all about getting that click to your virtual brick and mortar, your website. Well, once you get someone to your website, you don't want to lose them, right? And and the way you don't lose them, uh, and I don't know the stats on how many people make a purchase the first time they go to a website. Uh, i don't think it's very high but you want to stay relevant right you want to constantly stay top of mind Uh, and that's what retargeting is right so there's there's a little strip of code or a pixel on your website right um so once someone goes to your website you now can follow that person across the entire world wide web right so again you and you have to kind of walk that fine line of staying top of mind and staying relevant but also not being annoying, right? So I've been remarketed by a few different companies um, that I see their ads too much, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a big shoe guy, right? So I'll go to Zappos or Nike um, to look at some shoes. And then I just, the, the ads follow me too much, right? So to me, I'm now being turned off. But if if I saw that ad once a day, once every other day, again, then you're staying top of mind. So I think, That's what retargeting is, is that you are, as a company, when someone goes to your website, you then follow them for an extended period to stay relevant. And to me, and I know in the last segment, I said SEM was my number one kind of go-to. If that's one, retargeting is 1A, and I think they go hand in hand, right? Because SEM takes people to your website. Retargeting helps you follow that person to kind of stay top of mind to help them um kind of get back into that that sales funnel i don't know what do you i'm a huge huge fan i know that it works from a from a business standpoint because i've seen it work with companies i work with and as a consumer um trust me i've bought many things after i've seen that ad for the fourth or fifth time 10 or 11 days later i don't know where are you guys as big a fan as i am oh yeah
1: Oh, (laughs) big (laughs) time! Yeah, I mean, we're we're racing to say how much we're a big fan of retargeting. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, retargeting, remarketing, like being able to get people back. You know, whether they've they've done some sort of action on your website, they filled out a form, they you know, whatever it is, done some sort of interest, put something in a shopping cart, done done something, where now you can pixel them and then follow them and remind them to come back. My only problem is exactly what you expressed, and I was like, oh, man, yep, that's the problem, is how much is too much? How, yeah. When are you, like, the annoying company, and when are you actually going to get this? Like, when are you creating a relationship, and when are you being annoying? I had that same problem in high school, actually, but we'll get into that just for another show.
1: Just high school? <laughs> anyway, anyway, you know what I was going to say is... You know, one of the things about retargeting is you get tons of information, you get tons of data. So over time, you can kind of figure out, okay, well, I, I hit this one person 20 times and, and over a 20-day period, they never came back. But I hit somebody just like that person only five times over a 20-day period and they end up buying. So then you start skewing, right, and say, okay, let me, let me do these campaigns only five times over 20 days versus 20 times over 20 days, and, and do comparison testing. And you figure out what's kind of working more often than isn't, and that's what you go with you know, more often in your campaign. So the cool thing about it is you get so much information, mm-hmm. you can kind of make these decisions and figure it out over time. You might yeah. not get it right the first time. You might not even get it right the first five times. But if you keep doing it, you, you'll, get a, you'll get enough information to make good decisions moving forward.
2: You guys work with a lot of companies. Is retargeting at the very top of the list in terms of what you guys recommend for, for uh, a company to do with their website is put on that retargeting pixel?
0: It depends. If if they're working with somebody that knows what they're doing,
2: yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is, now putting on
0: the pixel or, or setting up some sort of way to collect the data or to build a list – yeah, get that going, whether you're working with somebody or not, just so you, you can have the age of the list, just so you have it, right? Just get that information on there. But uh, you can really mess up things with retargeting, remarketing. Um, yeah, like Trying to figure that out on your own can be sometimes difficult. Um, I, I like, and I, I don't recommend this a lot, but I like being able to take an email list and do the lookalike lists on Mm -hmm. um on google or facebook or any place that allows me to do that i love the whole lookalike audience thing and and that's one of the top on the list that if they have that i'll kind of walk them through that but I, i i do i it's so much better with both of the like actually really as soon as you get into the ads topic it is so much better when they're working with somebody um, what, so
1: explain that to us. Well, first. you know, what does the look like?
0: So it's basically you. Uh, so I can take a list, an email list of people that are known customers to us. I can upload that to various places, and those places will I'll be able to target people not only in that list but people that have similar behaviors to those in that list.
1: Let me let me give me give me your opinion on this because this happens to everybody, and some people like it, some people don't like it, but. If if I go online and I'm searching for a specific, let's say golf shirt, a certain brand of golf shirt, and you know I'm on a I'm on a retailer site, I'm looking up the, that type of golf shirt. I don't buy it. Well, over the next week, I have ten different other retailers coming to me trying to sell me that same golf shirt. Do you like that? Do you like that? Other people know that you specifically which product you wanted. And they know that you went to
2: one of their competitors to uh, to buy it. I, I mean, I'll say yes because I'm I'm drinking the digital ad cool, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I'm I, I'm all about it. I I don't. It doesn't bother me that Big Brother knows who I am, what I like, where I've been. Um, I I'm I mean, and maybe it's because we're in this space, guys. But I I, I do feel like if an ads relevant to me, if it it, 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 it I'm okay with it, right? If if it knows that I'm looking for a golf shirt, and it's it's a Nike, and then I get a ad from Under Armour the next day for a, a shirt just like it, but it's a different brand, I'm okay with that because it, it resonates with me because it, it that knows I mean it knows what I like, um, and they also probably know I'm tempted to buy it if it's the price is right. So, but again, I, I'm you know I think the three of us are different in the sense that we know the game enough. To know that, that the algorithm's just doing its thing, right? So we're you know we're we're all in on digital ads for good or bad. I'm
1: wondering if what I found is that the older community really don't like it. Mm. They get totally freaked out by it. <laughs> and, and, the, and the and the younger the younger demographic, the younger shoppers, kind of you know they're used to it now because they've grown up with it. Yeah. It's, it's happened to them ever since they were teenagers. But the older group was like, how do they know about this about me? I don't want, I don't, no way. This freaks me out. I, I immediately turn it off, you know.
2: I don't know. Is, do you think there's some, uh, do you think there's something there? Well, I, I think, I think uh, without question, there's something there, right? So, and I'll speak, I know, Greg, you have, you have daughters and I have teenage daughters and they can't stand commercials, right? So how is an advertiser going to reach my 17-year-old and 14-year-old? The only way is if they're, find them on social, which again, that can be another conversation we have, and it needs to be something in their wheelhouse. If it's not in their wheelhouse and something that they've clicked on or searched or looked at, they're totally turned off. I mean, because their attention to detail is close to zero, right? <laughs> so you need to get them right away. And if it's not something that sticks with them in the first two seconds, you're they're gone, right? They're not paying attention. They're annoyed. So from a from a business standpoint I, I think it's 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 100% needed for for whatever generation 14 to 17 year olds are what is that Z or well, I don't even know what my kids are what generation they are but but I think so I look at it from their standpoint
1: Yeah and I think you kind of touched on a couple of things that tie together and I talked a little bit about the, you know age demographic and you know what they prefer, what they don't prefer, and, and you know you touched on teenage and you touched on social and I think social marketing on social uh platforms really works if it's the right social platform for your audience like don't don't go on Instagram if you're trying to sell to you know a certain age demographic that's over fifty <laughs> yeah. You need to understand. Don't waste your money just thinking, "Oh, Instagram is so popular, or Facebook is so popular, or whatever platform you want to say." Um, you know, you still have to be targeted in who you're going after, and not just throw money at. You.
0: It's like business marketing on TikTok. You know, okay, yeah, you have a chance of it working, but maybe you're better shot of you know marketing to businesses on LinkedIn. You know, like figure out what you know who the users are of those platforms before you. You know, you, you go in, I, I think it's a little, and, and here here goes the analogy. It's like, you know, are you going into, uh, this, this is, I'm, I'm taking us back to the old days of a mall, right? Are you going into, you know, Tiffany's or are you going into Hot Topic? Uh, going to be different audiences, <laughs> you know? Like, you've got to know that, that you're going into these different, you know, properties and they have a certain attraction to a certain audience and then you've got to learn that and actually play to it because the ad that you run on LinkedIn should not be the ad that you run on TikTok. It's going to be completely yeah. different right. based on who that audience is or else it's not going to be successful.
1: And what type of creative you should run on, like yeah. you were saying. It has to be right for the audience that you're going after.
0: Totally. I mean, you don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the that, that is one of the crazy things about uh, like I'll see ads on either you know like uh, Facebook an, an ad that I see on there I'll see comments about people complaining about that ad on your ad you've got people complaining about your ad
1: so i mean the things that i that we're saying are kind of obvious but they're not because people make that mistake all the time totally yeah
0: totally i see uh, it it's and that's like with literally like everything we've talked about today this all should be somewhat, somewhat obvious stuff. It's like, okay, oh, you're doing SEO. Oh, have good content, get some links. You know, like, okay, that should be. But people, it, it's easy to forget that stuff. I think when you're, when you've got your big picture of your business to run, you know, and that that again goes back to the get some experts to help you out or to at least advise you.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I look at a lot of service company websites, and very few of them have good uh, cross linking. Oh, yeah. It just
0: the user experience on, on so many sites is so bad. And Google takes that into account. They The way that your site looks on mobile, well, they've got a mobile-first algorithm now. So if your site stinks on mobile, you, it's going to not show up on desktop or mobile. It's not going to show up well yeah, in Google. search.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now we just stressed everybody out, guys.
2: No, no. <laughs> 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 Not at all. There's only a million things to think about every day as a business owner, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> Russ, I just got done saying know your audience. You know, don't stress them out. I know, right? Wow. Okay, we'll, we'll go, we'll have,
0: watch some uh, TikTok dance videos. That'll make you feel better.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mind it is. <laughs>
0: We got to touch a little bit just on email marketing. And this, again, this is one of those things that could be an entire episode.
2: Well, I mean, I think there's there's two types, right? Or there's, I, I shouldn't say only two types, but when I think of email marketing, I think of first party email marketing, right? Where that's a, a company uh, that has clients that have opted in and given their email, right? So you're kind of emailing mm-hmm. either previous clients or current clients or future clients that have opted in to wanting to know about your business. Right. So that's, that's first party. Right. And then the third party is then when you're just kind of emailing, um, you know, that, that goes to like kind of look lookalike, right? right. Or a you, purchase you list
0: a, or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah.
2: Purchase list. You're purchasing a list of people that are in market for a, for an automobile or a certified pre-owned automobile. So you're emailing that list. Right. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I could be I'm kind of on the fence of which one works best. I mean, again, it's there isn't one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, There is there's huge value. And I know that Fox in particular is one of its initiatives is getting more first party data, right? Getting more Fox viewers to opt in to our daily email list and our news alert. Right. Because we want our own kind of walled garden of people that. You know, are are in love with Fox Television. So, I find there's a huge value in that. Um, but I also believe that you know the open rate on those kind of email lists is very high. Um, so I don't, I don't really. I'm kind of on the fence on this, right? I'm not. I can, I can, I'm, I'm a believer in both. If it fits for your company, I don't know. Where do you guys, where do you guys sit on this? I think
0: point? they both do have their right. benefits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with. The, the kind of bulk email where you're sending um, out to like a purchase list or you're sending out to somebody else's list um, that you've, yeah. you've uh, been able to tack on it, it can work or it can, cannot work. It depends on the size of the list. Now, if you've got a huge list and you're sending out to a bunch of people and you've got a low click rate, because generally those will have a lower uh, uh, open rate, lower click rate perhaps, but – If you're sending it out to a bunch of people well maybe you will get some good numbers some decent numbers out of that right because it's generally pretty low cost if you're marketing to a list that you own kind of you know just your past customers or potential customers or people that have opted into some sort of communication you're probably going to have maybe a higher click rate maybe a higher open rate on those right the one i really like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with option three here mike is a, a setup like journey for a particular customer, where they get a specific series based on who they are, what they've done, or what you want them to do, like that's my favorite, like behavior-based
1: think, email. You know, I think that's where email marketing is moving towards more is doing the behavioral because it, with more and more information, you can make some of those decisions and put those. Consumers through that journey that, that you want them to go through, and I think it's really smart. I, you know, obviously, you know the opt-in stuff is wonderful if you have a big enough list of people that have opted in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our listeners, you know, are small business owners and you know entrepreneurs that don't have that big opt-in list. So there, a lot of times, you know, they have to purchase a list if they want to do email marketing. But if they are, I kind of like purchasing the list and then building that journey like russ is saying because you can do both of those kind of simultaneously and i and i think you know unless for whatever reason you have a fantastic list of of your own i think that's kind of the direction most small businesses have to go Mm -hmm. or or should go
2: yeah yeah and to bring it full circle correct me if i'm wrong can't you retarget off an email list yeah. right so you can re- right. sorry i had to do it oh, yeah. right because i love i love me some retargeting you can retarget the folks that open the email mm-hmm. right with banner ads as they go across the web or yeah i mean right? where there's a will there's a way right so um i agree with you it's it's very hard to have a big enough kind of first party list if you're a small business um but i, I do believe it is a, it's um and again, the beauty of the email is you're going to know whether it worked, you know, pretty quickly or not. Right. In terms of that, looking for that ROI uh, in terms of the open rate and how many people responded. And you'll know if your website traffic goes up the day that the email sent out. Um, so, I mean, all these things we're talking about are, are all good. But again, we don't want to stress anybody out. These are just all great options. Right. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Right. So it can be overwhelming if you think about all the options. But it's also exciting that these there's all these options, totally. right? And and they're all getting more and more sophisticated by the day.
0: You know, I mean, if, if you ran a business in the 80s and all you had was the yellow pages, you had to pay whatever the heck they wanted to charge. Now you've got a ton of options out there for advertising.
1: Yeah, the cool thing is there's more and more technology coming out every day that allows us to be smarter in our advertising every day. Mm-hmm. Totally, and that's the opportunity that that's now, and it's like you're saying, Mike and, and and Russ, it is super exciting right now to have your business and explore all of these options because if you're smart about it and you, and you kind of do it right, you stand a really good chance of having a, a successful business. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, because we all need customers. We all need to advertise to get customers, and and yeah. this is becoming a better way of doing it than just. Putting your ad in the yellow pages, right, Russ? Oh yeah,
0: totally, yeah. totally.
2: And I think the key is, and what we're saying is, don't you don't have to try everything, right? Become an expert in one or two, right, and make that you know find your wheelhouse and become really good at it, and, and see the return on those, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it's just again, it's it's an exciting time with all these uh, opportunities and all these different options. Um, To to kind of grow your business and and whatever one of these tactics, you know, gives you the best return on your investment. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, Greg touched on that earlier is the the data that's out there, that's available. So you can actually track performance. (laughs) And and, I mean, knowing what your return on ad spend is, is like amazing. How were you going to get that back in the 80s on the uh, Yellow Pages? (laughs) You couldn't. So you didn't know where to spend your money. So you had to do it. You know, now you, you know where you can or, and, and where you should spend your money. All right, Mike, we're going to have to have you back again because it was a lot of fun.
1: Well, you know, just the fact that Mike was just such a master in retargeting, retargeting.
2: Exactly. <laughs> You like how I did that, Greg? I retargeted the retargeting. <laughs> I,
1: we are going to retarget you and get you back here to talk about retargeting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Put a pixel on me. I got to walk that fine line, though, Russ, Right? I want to. I want to be invited back enough where you find me interesting, but not annoying, exactly. Right? Exactly. That, that's the that's the key to retargeting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Mike's going to be following me around on the web. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Thank Mike. You. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right. So each week we bring you information that is meant to help your business. We hope it does. That is what we try to do. Of course, you know, we got to say the legal thing here. It might work. It might not. But you know what? We're trying. (laughs) We want your business to succeed and we want your business to grow. We thank you for listening. We thank you for subscribing. And Greg and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to DIY for Business.